really doing it. Welcome back to the State of My Art podcast, brought to you by Vocalese, Throat Drops, Manuka Honey Sticks, and Throat Spray. You already know how I feel about this stuff. I love it because it works. So, if you want to get your very own Vocalese, head over to this link right here. I'll post it in the description as well, and you can get 15% off your Vocalese order. Today, on episode seven, I have the chance to speak with frontman hailing from Charleston, West Virginia, Greg McGowan. He's the frontman of one of my favorite bands, Time and Distance. He plays in a few other bands as well and records many artists out of his new studio, Rose City Recording. So check them out on Instagram. Once again, that's Rose City Recording. He also makes some side coin as a sound guy and bartender at The Empty Glass, a venue that is very near and dear to my heart. Greg has pretty much been my big brother when it comes to production, frontman, songwriting. We've had similar goals, ideas, and paths from a young age, and even joined forces when possible. We've toured Europe together the east coast and midwest a couple times and we've played several shows in and around west virginia from 2015 to 2016 i filled in on lead guitar for time and distance and greg and the rest of his band learned all my rosedale songs and filled in on drums bass and guitar for my set which got a little confusing for the audience but it was really fun. Greg's a very wise dude. You can tell he's well-read and he's a hard worker. He's a really awesome friend to have in your corner and I'm really grateful for all he does. He even took the time to film and record himself for this podcast episode. What a champion. My conversation with Greg McGowan happened on August 31st, 2020. All right, sweet. <laughs> we figured it out and Smokey is just in time. Hey Smokey. Say hey to Greg. Yeah. We got a new cat. Um, his name's Moses, and he's decided that sleeping in the sink is, like, his favorite thing. There's <laughs> curls in it. Yeah. Nice. Well, dude, thanks for joining me today and yeah, being man. on my my new little podcast here. Yeah, it's cool. How have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, all right. You know, weird times. Um, working on a bunch of music stuff and doing... Like a lot of mix work things, and you know, kind of getting slowly back in actually having people like at the studio and been doing some writing and trying to stay busy. Who knows when we'll ever play a show again? Yeah, just collecting a bunch of new gear and collecting a bunch of new yeah. songs. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. So you're in you're in Canada. Yeah, I'm back home, back at the folks. Nice. Back in Smokey's basement. Yeah, the studio looks good though. Yeah, it's coming along. I um, the last time I was here was for a long time, um, like September 2018 until January 2019 is when wow. I finally like drove out to California. So those three months that I was here, I was like, I gotta finish this studio or at least like get all this foam in the live room and the control room. Mm -hmm. um, and it's helped a lot. It's it's like I'm finally understanding mixing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not great oh, yeah. at it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's, well, it's funny too. If like that that foam is like no laughing business either. Like it takes like it takes an, an unexpected amount of effort to like get all that up. Totally. I was <laughs> I was like using little thumbtacks and these long oh, no. metal rods to hold it into the glue, and it was like. 
it would take me an hour a piece just to like glue it all up and then I'm like all right I gotta I could only do like two at a time because all the pins are holding it up and these panels that I have like behind me uh I got that are like but they come with these like weird like square mounting bracket things and it's like you have to like measure drill four holes like put the thing on right it's just it took so long yeah those look but awesome cool though yeah yeah it's like one of those like actually just bought one of those like sweet water like the prime acoustic panel deals or whatever and like made some other ones but you know i got lazy toward the end of building <laughs> nice man no it looks it looks good you're at the same spot um in that same building no i'm downtown i'm like right down near where like the blue parrot is i'm like the end of that block now oh yeah crazy i didn't know you'd moved yeah i moved out of the uh, the bakery building probably like I don't know. I've been over here for like about a year and a half, but okay. only really been working here since like about this time last year, really. So sweet. So that is the Rose City Studio. The Rose City. Nice. Do you just run that by yourself or is anyone else involved? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've got a couple other people that will do some stuff here and there or remotely or whatever, but you know. Nice. Yeah, I've been following the Instagram. It looks awesome. Yeah, man. So is there a control room? Uh, yeah, so like, yeah, this- there's like the, this control room and then like nice decent size like iso booth and then like a big like drum room in like down i have like a pretty good amount of space even though like as you know it's never enough i'm like already out of space again yeah you got a lot of gear yeah i'm one to talk but very very tall lots of gear (laughs) very tall lots of gear the things that we hear all the time yeah (laughs) that's funny so have you been writing in here? Yeah, trying to. Um, it comes in spurts. It comes when I have time. Mm. Um, yeah. I've I've just been so consumed in this podcast too lately because I'm still trying mm. to like figure out all the behind the scenes stuff too of like posting it up on YouTube and what. Um, platforms to host it on i guess Uh like i just switched from podbean to anchor because i'd done a bunch of research and i was like that's free uh you get the same things pretty much at least what i need um so a bunch of that has it's just been it takes up so much time because i'm not good at that stuff and it's like really Mm -hmm. exhausting to me because if as soon as something goes wrong or like it's because i don't have up-to-date software i just get super frustrated with it and don't want to do anything um but i've also been trying to like write every morning and oh cool uh, yeah just like any it ends up turning into like working on the same song or part for a long time but i feel like that's what's gotten my best work like especially with rosedale i mean you know i've yeah like gone through those songs with a comb to figure out like what exactly (laughs) is it takes to get it to sound the way i want whereas the last couple years i've liked I've purposely like kind of ran away from that to mm. just be like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to record, um, whatever, uh, I, I feel like recording at the time, whether it's my sound or something I would listen to or not. I feel right. like I could, I could just play a piano ballad right now and, um, and write to it and it'll, and it'll work. Like I've been trying to, I'm trying to take a page out of your book where you just try and write as many yeah. songs in a day as you can, which is what the pros yeah. do. Like just keep it yeah, simple yeah. and, and, and try and f- dig for gold that way. I thought I heard this thing. I was listening to, actually, I think it was the, the, the 
podcast that Jim Atkins from Jimmy World's been doing, like yeah. the past few frequencies. Yeah. That, that's such really cool. But there was one with Chris from Dashboard, and yep. he was talking about he's talking about how he gives himself like thirty minutes to work on an idea, and like if it doesn't happen, then he's just like mad thinking about it all day till the next day when he can work on it like another thirty minutes. Yeah, or ten minutes. I I think he said too. He he does oh, yeah, a writing exercise that yeah. size where he does ten minutes and he has to stop after ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and move on to something else, and then. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard on that same podcast, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was like a couple episodes. It was the one right after Tegan and Sarah. Um, uh, and he was oh, like, I think it's David, David is on, but I haven't, I haven't listened to that one yet. That one's really interesting. Uh, because he'll talk, he talks about, um, shoot, where, where was I going with it? <laughs> I lose my train of thought on this podcast. So often. <laughs> um, Oh, what were they saying? Uh, oh, he was saying the the expression of um, write drunk, edit sober. And you don't have to be literally drunk. No. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But just write really carelessly and don't think about whether it makes sense or not. And then the editor in you will look back on it later and be like, hey, you know what? That does make sense. Or if I change this word to that word, then it will make yeah. sense. Yeah. So th- that's, that's, al- cool. that's, that's always the struggle is lyrics. Cause it's yeah. like, I could, I could write 20 songs in a day and be like, well, those are jingles. Those are songs, yeah, yeah. but can I really like move them into lyric mode and, and f- make sense yeah, of what like they have, are? I feel like I have somewhat of like a different problem where like I sit down at like a guitar or whatever and I become frustrated like quicker than it's like, okay, I've got a progression and like can come up with a melody and then just like. I've definitely turned into more of like I need some sort of like concept story before I can like write. But before I do that, but once I have that, then it's like you say you're kind of just living in that parameter of like, does this make sense? Like, where does this go? What's this character like trying to do? Like or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so you are after the subject matter before you even make the music. Somehow, well, yes and no. I mean, but it's, but it's like if I come up with like a like a guitar riff melody, like just like humming nonsense words kind of thing. Right. I kind of have to have that. Something has to stick before I can really move it to like the next step. Totally. Totally. I've got got a phone full of like minute and a half, like cool melody song ideas, but without like the right thing to stick to it. It's just like, yeah, lives on my, lives on my phone. But then like the one that I'm like, Ooh, but that's a cool song is like the one I'll actually go like do a demo of or something like for sure. It's funny that like, we all relate on that these days when that's something that mm. we didn't even really have 10 years ago. It's yeah. just like voice memos in our phone, or maybe, maybe 20 years ago. But uh, See, they, they had that, uh, they have that music memos app for iPhone that, oh, really? that you can put like, you can put like drums and bass stuff to like, it'll just like auto generate. And I was <laughs> using it for a while, but then I switched phones and all the file, like I couldn't get the files out of that phone. Oh no. So I was like lost like a million ideas that, you know, whatever you can yeah like more yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was so concerned about that when i upgraded my phone i was like i mm. i need to get my voice memos onto my new phone because there's yeah. a bunch of things that i haven't even revisited yet and then yeah, i yeah. did and then i went th- one day i finally went through them all and i was like oh yeah 95 percent of these suck <laughs> what am i talking about yeah what was i thinking yeah yeah exactly. totally and then like i i guess I struggle with that sitting down with a guitar too of being like, is this even cool? I've already done this before. Yeah. This sounds like this band or that's like this. Yeah. We're, I feel like we've been doing this for so long too, that it's kind of a, 
it's kind of a blessing and a curse because yeah, we can experiment more and accept more, but at the same time, we've already put out so much music that yeah, you're kind of like continuing to raise a bar for yourself that gets like harder and harder to achieve. <laughs> like yeah, you go go crazy trying. Yeah, um, Ben Gibbard said that on the Jim Adkins podcast, and I oh, was like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's so true. And for him, it's probably even worse. Like, I don't, I, I thought I knew every Ben Gibbard song, but geez, yeah, that dude's catalog's insane. And where do you even go from there? Like, you kind of just have to accept, hey, this is almost the same as transatlanticism, or um, you know, but whatever. But they kind of like. They kind of have that fan base too that probably like wants that from them too. You know, it's the same as like No Effects, where like you know, like they don't walk into the rehearsal space and be like, guys, let's do something different. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess some band, yeah. some bands do, some bands don't. Like some bands are yeah. are purposefully going in there with like, let's not redo the last album or the mm-hmm. other album. Um, they're always trying to do something new and. Very rarely am I on board with that, <laughs> but sometimes right. I no, am. I like agree. when Under Oath goes for it, maybe the first listen or two, I'm like, uh, I don't know if it's I can. Weird. I don't know if I can go with you there, Under Oath. But by like listen three, I'm like, oh my god, can they do anything wrong? Everything, yeah. it's always so good. Yeah, that new record's really great. Yeah, and like I've never, I've never like, I've never like disliked them, but I've never been like a huge fan. But then it's like. They team up with Squire, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen. I'll see what, oh, that, see what this sounds like. I, that was Matt Squire? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But I was like, when I heard the single, I was like, oh, they're kind of almost going radio rock. I don't know if I'm down. And then I listened to that song a few more times, and I was like, whoa, this is actually super creative and different than anything they've already done, but still them. Yeah. How do they pull it off? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what we're after too. I mean, you're always jumping around different genres with like other artists, especially now. Yeah, that- and I and I really enjoy that. Like, yeah, I, I really I've found that like it's. I mean, it sounds bad, but I as almost I have a lot more fun like being the obsessive guy over like somebody else's stuff than I do like trying to create like songs for myself. You know, trying to express yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, I've like been working with this uh this band that's kind of like reggae funk kind of stuff and then working with like this band that's like punk rock and a couple of like singer songwriter people and so it's kind of like all across the board but it's fun nice and then you you've been producing them too i assume yeah yeah have you been doing any time and distance stuff uh no <laughs> what was the we, last uh, time and distance song you wrote uh it never, uh, I don't even know that it would have gotten properly demoed. We had like, we had some ideas we were kicking around for a while, but it's kind of hard. Like, cause even like practicing all the time, like Chris moved to Charlotte and is working for NASCAR. So our, my buddy will from down around three will fill in a lot, but he lives like an hour away. So unless we have like shows booked or something like that, it's kind of hard to like get down and jam. So then it turns into like just me recording stuff by myself. And then it's kind of like, okay, well. I have a couple of things that are like I'm considering like solo things or whatever that I keep like dragging my feet about putting mm-hmm. out that some of it fairly well could be like time and distance stuff, but just made more sense just to call it myself finally, I guess. 
Yeah, especially when time and distance essentially is a band. It is your thing, but it's mm. it's hard to be like, all right, guys, I know you've been away, but this is the new album. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to do some more stuff. Um, we've actually, I've been talking to, like, some of my old, like, old, like, the OG, like, lineup, like, dudes or whatever, and we've, we've kind of kicked around the idea of, like, trying to write a couple songs and, like, see what would See what it sounds like. See what would happen. You know, and like that'd be fun. May as well. I want to just. I, I want to get a bunch of stuff just like tracked for like whatever it is, and just kind of like start putting out songs like every couple months or whatever, in lieu of like a whole album. But yeah, you kind of got to have a back catalog of that before you like. You know, you can't just like do one and then be like, okay, well now I need six months to record some more. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, you could you could start five different projects all with one single each, or you could be like, yeah. <laughs> all right, all five of these songs are going to be under this umbrella. Yeah. Oh, man. So what else are you doing? Um, because, like, from 7 p.m. on, Greg mm. McGowan is a sound guy, but all the venues are closed. How's the glass yeah. doing? I'm still okay. It's kind of weird. I mean, we're still not allowed to have shows and stuff. The bar's open. I've, you know, been working some. And Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it kind of went from, like, being like, oh, maybe by, like, you know, July we'll be able to have shows. And, like, oh, maybe August. And now we're like, oh, maybe January. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, so it's definitely, it's definitely weird. I went to a wedding this past weekend, uh, and, like, they had, like, a like a friend of ours like that was playing or whatever and I was looking at my girlfriend and I was like this is like the first like live music I've seen since March like it was super weird that is weird yeah but you know I mean I feel like it'll come back and there's that optimistic part of me that thinks like maybe when shows do come back people will be more like passionate about them and care because they realize like when it goes away that there's a void yeah, you, you know? don't know what you got till it's gone. Especially a place like the Empty Glass, where it's like there's music yeah. there every night. Yeah. So you you're still bartending there then too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been playing drums a lot. So like, if anything, I've just really? been like sitting around the sitting around the studio playing drums. Like, yeah. Nice. I bought a drum kit like right before quarantine, and just like kind of would come over for a couple hours, like pretty much every day, and just play. And then now I'm like, oh wow, I've got like better chops than I've like ever had as a drummer, but. Nice. You watching? Are you like uh, diving into the YouTube world of learning chops that way too? Not really. I've like I've I've watched like some stuff, but it's like those dudes are like all so much better than me. I'm like I'm never gonna understand like most of it. So I'll just like play along with records and stuff, or like even like yeah. I think I have the thing now that I never like both on like guitar and on drums is like that. Is if like oh I can't do this thing and then it's like okay we'll break it down really slowly and like work on it till you can and then it you know. So, yeah, we're at the point of uh, being producers now where it's almost like we know what the drums do more than our hands can actually yeah. keep up and do them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is like opposite of like uh, maybe a kid learning how to drum is he's like he, he could pro he could probably pick up the technique pretty quick with all his myelin, mm. but he or she, I should say. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the musicality is, uh, is, is just knowledge, but I've been finding that, um, the YouTube videos, when I just don't know how to like get better technique. Cause I'll, if I just uh -huh. start drumming to my favorite albums, 
yeah, I could break things down and learn them and break a sweat, but yeah, yeah. my my arms are flying. I'm elbow drumming. I'm just all bad technique. So I've been trying to like. Oh, let's see. Yeah. I've been trying to like follow the the crazy drummers and their um, beginner lessons. Like even Travis Barker has a really good oh, crash no, I saw some course. Of those, like, some of those like some of those like tutorials of his I, I have watched. But even but even the same. I'm like even when he puts like the sticking up on the screen. I'm like I still don't get it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I screenshot them and I was like, okay, so this is how drummers read theory. It's actually, yeah. it's literally just rhythm, okay? Yeah. Now I've been trying, if anything, I've, I've, I've been trying to focus a lot on that that whole, like, hit your cymbals soft and your drums hard yeah. kind of thing, just so, like, I have a better understanding whenever I'm yelling at kids about it in the studio. It's like, it's just, I, I feel better about yelling at them if I'm like, no, see, it's like this. I actually, like, kind of do it. Yeah, that syncopation. It's funny that that actually ends up coming naturally because it's something that I never understood until I started uh. recording bands and being like, oh, man, like the cymbals are just, every time he hits the snare, the cymbals <laughs> shoot through. Um, and then, like, once, it was almost like I learned drums backwards that way where uh. Uh, before I even started playing drums, I was, like, light on the cymbals, like, actually learning technique. I was, yeah. like, light on the cymbals, light on the cymbals. And uh, it saved me a lot of money too. I'm, I'm no I'm longer sure, yeah. breaking symbols. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You saw that same white kit? No, I ended up getting a PDP um, oh, cool. custom maple. I think it's called. Oh, is that the one with like the big, the big like wood hoops? Concept yeah, maple. Like, yeah. I think I looked at that same kit. Yeah, like I was doing this uh, vocal ease gig where I was going around like. Yeah. Um, talking to all the Guitar Center employees and managers about like why vocalese is greater than all sort of thing. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm in all these guitar centers and I keep seeing this kit for like 900, 950. And I'm like, that's a pretty good deal for yeah. a nice big old school looking basically DW kit. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, one day my girlfriend was working at, uh, she works downtown Disney. And I was like, just chilling all day while she was at work went to guitar center and i saw that same kit for like 550 so uh -huh. it might have been 580 used well it wasn't used it was just like i think someone bought it and returned it real quick oh, so cool. there was like a little scuff on the front kick skin it was a tw it's a 24 kick uh by yeah. like 18 13 rack tom 16 floor so yeah, I got that for a crazy good deal, and then I actually ended up buying the matching snare uh, oh, cool. a couple months ago at Long and McQuaid here in Canada. Cause, and, and it's like the reverse, so it's the dark hoops but light finish, and then my kit oh, cool. is the light finish. Light finish, the, the dark opposite. Hoops. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a fun kit to play. It's just like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive that that's the same kit my buddy has that I've recorded. It sounds great. Yeah, and then I ended up uh, tracking a bunch of new stuff on it. About four of them are kind of in mixing now. Cool. Um, back with Steve Risen, the guy who does all oh, nice. my stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I did another 10 songs that may or may not get used. I was just like, well, I got the kit set up. I may as well do them. Yeah. That's cool. That's just like you playing everything? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, obviously, like the strings are yeah, yeah. MIDI programmed. Um, a lot of it's, a lot of it's, I guess, MIDI programmed now with all the 
arpeggiation and stuff that I've been trying out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it feels, it just feels like an easier process than ever now that I know, um, how to make a record from beginning to end. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just like finally knowing what tones going in I want and what parts I can uh, get rid of because you don't mm-hmm. need two leads at once, you know, <laughs> like Rosedale but often fun, has. But they're, fu- but they're fun sometimes. They are fun sometimes. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm starting to realize, like, when things are getting distracting and overwhelming. Um, because I think, back to my original point of, I, I tend to really dive in uh, to songs that... I think are keepers, maybe a little too much, mm. is then I end up making too many parts or I get too part um, attached. And um, Yeah, and sometimes it's like that part that you think is awesome is like what's like not working or holding your whole thing back or something, yeah. yeah. It's like this, this, sure. this lead started the song. I can't get rid of yeah. this lead. Yeah. But it's like you no, actually have, you have a good song if you get rid of that lead. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I've, I've I've definitely had to learn that like over time too. That sometimes the your favorite part is not helping. Yeah. Or like or that like you don't have to put in every part idea you have. Like really, there's like there's like some T and D songs where it's like it's like oh well, that riff only happens like that one time there, and then it like does it like you know it just like doesn't make any sense. Like we're just like sticking every idea in that we could think of like. Yeah, I've been listening to all these audiobooks um, while I'm, like, out running just because, I don't know, sometimes I just get tired of music. I'm at that age. A lot of people say it's no, because a lot of people are like, I don't listen to music anymore because I'm, I'm a producer. I'm in the studio all day listening yeah, to yeah. music. I, I think it might be a little of that, but I also think it's an age thing. You, you get into your yeah. 30s and you're just like... I just, yeah, I'm just like podcasts or even like, yeah. like my girlfriend's and I'm just like, I don't understand how you just listen to nothing. And I'm like, it's quiet. It's peaceful. I love it. Like, yeah. Yeah, there is something nice about getting away from having to think about... Like a lot of people listen to music while they're trying to go to sleep. And mm, yeah. I, I can't do it. I, even yeah. if it's peaceful, like meditating just like a pad and some raindrops yeah. <laughs> that's supposed to help you go to sleep but i'm like oh that's an interesting hybrid pad like i'm starting yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> starting exactly, to dissect. yeah i'm sitting there like dissecting the whole thing yeah have you been watching any of the uh bands live streams uh it's not really i've seen some stuff but like i feel like i don't know like i think that that's all cool but i just don't know like how much like gas is in the tank for like the whole thing to be like sustainable i mean i guess mm-hmm. i'm i guess i'm wrong because i'm there's a bunch of bands that are partnering up with ticket people and doing like big production like things not just like oh we put our webcam on facebook you know like yeah but no i haven't really checked out many there's there's a couple i've wanted to see and then i just like forget about it and you know that's yeah. what I, I think it would be like because cause that thing, is it where you have to, like, literally watch it, like, live, or is it usually, like, rebroadcast, or do you know? That's my thing with it, is I'm pretty sure it is host. most of them, I'm sure, are hosted live and streaming live. Yeah. Um, but still, something about the fact that there is a camera before and, yeah. and, and then a screen that you're uh, hearing it and watching it through your phone or your computer, I feel like 
what what is the difference between watching this as a rerun later? Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. that we don't think that way about sports because sports are like the outcome of this game um I'm watching it in in real time. Like I I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm finding out right away if my team is going to advance or win this game mm-hmm. or or score. I want to see how that how that goal happens in real time is is something that we've always been after, but I wonder if music is ever going to have that um exclusivity i guess where it's like yeah yeah but did you did you watch it live like did you see it happen live i guess we don't ask that about sports if, if we saw the highlights we saw the highlights i think it was probably it was probably like different to like now that the internet's around it's like well like you don't have to necessarily watch it to like see like the score or whatever happened you can be in the loop it's not like uh, if you miss it on the radio like you don't know till the news the next day or something you know yeah but um, there's always something extra special about being at the game or at the show. Mm-hmm. I think sure. I, I would say more so being at the show is mm-hmm. is more of an experience than being at the game versus watching the game live. Yeah. So it is weird to me with like like you're saying like with the like the rebroadcasting is like well I get like the, it's like you know they're trying to create like an in the moment kind of thing but it's like it's already not the same so like why can't i just watch it at 2 a.m if i want to <laughs> you know yeah which fair enough like if 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 that's an option now um for being a ticketed item i guess yeah relating it relating it more to like a ufc fight would make more sense than sports because it's not yeah. going on cable tv you have to pay right, right you have to pay this fee to see it live um, but yeah. I don't know much about boxing or UFC, but do they end up airing it later on cable? I don't no. think so. See, see, no, I don't think so. I mean, well, maybe, but I don't think so. I think it is totally just like one of those, like... You have to pay for gonna, that thing. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're like suddenly, if it's at 7 and you're not home till 7.15, I don't think there's like a re- restart or like watch from the beginning or option like that you know when bars are back open which i guess some of them are where where you are it is do you think that they'll have giant uh big screen streams of live bands with the existing pas and stuff like that see no we've actually we've actually like uh it's been like theoreticized about at least for uh, just of like where it's like theoretically possible to do it wouldn't take like that crazy amount of an effort but like but i don't know like um it just doesn't i don't know i you're not in the room with that artist yeah exactly it's, like, it's just not the same it's not the same to me like it's just kind of it's all strange i mean it would be cool like the first couple times but just no we had a we had like an edm dj that we were, we were was talking about doing that just like from yeah. his bedroom he was just gonna like stream and then just pass us like the stereo the stereo feed and just like use projector and just like it's not happening here yeah <laughs> imagine they could like jump into the lighting rig though too or it's like all right now i'm hooked up into the venue's lighting rig running my dmx's that would be pretty cool <laughs> for an edm artist that it's, it's almost like the only thing missing is the person hitting play is not in the room <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true i've even heard movie theaters movie theaters are going to do it too 
Really? Well, they've been talking about like Live Nation selling tickets to stream bands in movie theaters. Uh, I can't remember who that was. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, probably like she was probably like ten years ago when uh, Foo Fighters put out like the record that they made like that like documentary thing with or whatever like on the release date they sold like they did it like a like a limited screening and like in like movie theaters or whatever and then they had like a like a live stream like con like concert thing like after the movie like in the theater of them like playing the whole record and like yeah. I mean, now it's on youtube yeah. you know years later it's on youtube and you can find it but like but that was really cool because like they actually did one in nitro and i was like well okay since it's like right here i guess i'll go yeah um, that's awesome yeah, so I mean, that that's cool. I guess I don't know. I don't know why I feel like one kind of way about like ooh, band in movie theater. That's kind of sweet. Band in like mm-hmm. on like a just projector in a bar. Like, uh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's interesting. And then the drive-in thing is pretty cool. Yeah, that that's weird to me too. I mean, yeah. but I mean that's that's looking more likely to be like the new future than anything. But like. Yeah, and, and you you charge per car. Yeah. So you could just you could split the the two hundred dollar ticket with six yeah. people in your car and just. Yeah. But well, what do you, even? Uh, do they have a, a PA? Place. I don't see that. That would be like I think there they did one in Charleston back at like the beginning of the summer. Really. Uh, and I and I think that they did have like. A big PA and like a per, like a big like screen thing, and they were like doing whatever. I didn't go, but I I, I think that they did, because you'd have to imagine it's either that or like tune your car radio to this frequency that we're just like broadcasting it on, you know. And would it would it have phase if people beside well, you were blasting or like, or like late or like latency or like whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah there's that would got be. A, there's got to be some sort of latency, or if they're like Bluetoothing it out to all the cars, there'd be tons of latency. <laughs> oh man, that would be funny. Because I, don't I, know. I, I would imagine that if um, a movie is being broadcasted at a drive-in and it goes through everyone's car radio, they can mm-hmm. compensate for the latency, right? Like mm-hmm. if if there is that latency, they can just push the movie back you know mm-hmm. 20 frames or you know half of a second or whatever it would be mm-hmm. yeah but with a band you can't really do that unless the video yeah. is like 15 seconds behind if they're if they're filmed footage is 15 seconds or, or 15 15 frames behind or something yeah jesus that's a whole like that makes my brain hurt just thinking about it these are the th- <laughs> this is the world we might be in in a couple years as sound guys, you know? Crazy. What like what if what if this gets worse? What if it, you know, just or this just becomes the new way that people are willing to accept music. Well, have you seen even like uh I've seen things in uh well not even just Las Vegas, but like some places where like there'll be bands playing and like the singers like behind like a giant like one of those like drum like church drum shields but like the singers just like behind a plexiglass like sheet no way yeah yeah and it's like i don't know if that makes a difference or not like i really, guess because they like, they tend to like they spit think it might as or they, whatever. they yeah. you you sometimes see a little bit of spit coming out as yeah 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 wow yeah <laughs> Interesting times, man. We all just yeah. became 
germaphobes, just like that. Oh, yeah, just instantly. <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, I, I think I remember somebody saying that, like, oh, no, it's not global warming that's going to wipe out the human race. It's, it's going to be a virus. Huh. And I remember hearing that, like, huh. 10, 15 years ago, thinking, like, whoa, what does this person know? Yeah. Yeah, because it's just so... I mean, you know, it's just nothing you could have fathomed, like, like just like almost like overnight. And, you know, in our country's sake, I think we have like the worst people possible that could be trying to like do something and like make it better, not worse. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's hard. How's it, how's it up where, where you are? Is it like still pretty crazy or like, um, I don't know what the numbers are like, but uh, I know that things are definitely opening back up. Right now they're talking about, Mm. you know, how many people are going to be allowed in classrooms when schools open up. Mm. Um, So I think it's still similar talks, but what's really weird to me is the border situation because, Mm -hmm. like... um, Is it still closed? Yeah, uh, I could fly to America. Well, Canadians could fly to America, but because yeah. I have a work permit, I got denied the first time that I tried to. And oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I told them I was like, I have a work permit that got approved, but I don't have it on me because it's not essential. So I never got my like the thing they staple in the passport, my I ninety four. Yeah. Um, and I just probably was tired and explained myself too much, but yeah. they thought, oh, something's fishy here. And I had a one-way ticket, so that's a red flag. Yeah. Um, so they were like, you're, you're, trying to, you're trying to work or move here. So they started asking me all these questions, and they were like, you have to, they handed me a document saying you have to bring all this stuff to prove that you're not an Im- illegal immigrant or trying to work down here. Yeah. Um, which that's what I do every year is just get a work permit so that I could go do my thing. Um, Yeah. So uh, for me, it's been really weird on that. And then I'm trying to get my girlfriend here, but Canada won't let um, Americans (laughs) into Canada. And they're like really strict on that. Yeah. They're like, like people are walking over the bridge meeting in this little spot of America between um British Columbia British Columbia and Washington and getting married in this park that is essentially not American or Canadian so that they could finally like reunite because it's been since March that's insane yeah so for me I'm like I don't even know if I could go back to San Diego and mm. like main sales trying to do a lot of these really awesome live streams, um, with this company that we were working for called Gnarlywood. Mm-hmm. It's called Shredsville. They started this big live production and I'm huh. send I'm sending in bass tracks for them to play along to because I can't get back. Yeah. There. But I ended yeah. up, I ended up going, I ended up flying back July 8th, um, because I bought a round trip and I brought all of the documents they asked for so they were like okay i guess i guess you can go but yeah like it's weird a lot of the things that they are not allowing and some things are okay yeah um 
it, it doesn't make sense in a, in a lot of ways, but then, you know, politicians are just trying to cover their asses and, um, you know, not, not be guilty of a bunch of people dying. So yeah, right. There's not much we could do. Um, that's pretty crazy though. Yeah. So like, you got denied and they just like, just like sent you back home. Like, sorry. Yeah. They were like, you're get, not get, get, back, I, I, get back on the plane. I had all my things. I had my camera. I was like, I'm ready to go, you know, stay down there for two, three months, maybe until all this is yeah. over. And then I'm going to come back, get my work permit and drive back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, cause in July I was thinking this should be over by August, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully each hopefully. month, each month I'm like the border should open up next month. And it's like, yeah. And then the, the border guards there were like, you really think you're going to be using your work permit anytime soon? Like that, that they were making it sound like you're not, you're not going to be able to drive down here till 2021 at least. Yeah. And I, and that's when it like hit me like, mm-hmm. Whoa. like shook you. Yeah. What were you doing in March when everything just like shut down, just working at the glass? Yeah, honestly, I had so I did a record uh, for a, a dude from Alabama in January, and like that stretched into kind of like mixing and whatever, and finishing up in February. And um, so that's what the craziest part about it all to me is is like yeah. that we did like you know like that we had like a six week. Six, maybe not six maybe it was like three or four weeks of tracking but like we had like you know a few weeks of like working like every day and whatever like right before like everything got crazy and I remember even then just being like oh virus in China whatever it's not gonna like it like, we was never even registered as like a possibility of yeah. a thing that was gonna yeah. like and then uh, yeah so I was working on some other some other stuff for local friends and, and stuff and that turned into one of my friends that played on the record for the dude from Alabama played a bunch of guitar on it. We we were working on one, some stuff for his band and then everything shut down and we're like, well, like we just did a session like two days ago and then like whatever. So he's like, I kind of want to work to work on some solo stuff. And so he got laid off from his job and we just like kind of in the f- in, end part of March, just like banged out a record for him in like a couple weeks, like real quick, just um, right at the beginning. And, he, and then, you know, I sat on my couch for two months like, and pretty much didn't do anything after that. So like, you guys had finished it before everything shut down? Well, the the first one, but Jeremiah's record we did like right after everything shut down. Like oh, okay. he got laid off. He got laid off from work and we were like, well, as long as like you feel fine and I feel fine and we've already been around each other, you know, because that was, that was back in the age of like, oh, if you don't wash your groceries, you're going to catch COVID or whatever, you know, at the very beginning, so... No, I mean, West Virginia's numbers have been decent, like, decently good. You know, like, my parents are in Dallas, and, like, their county has, like, more than our whole state. Wow. You know, so, yeah, but still just weird. And, I mean, even, like, you know, two months of all of downtown closed, just, like, every night leaving my, my studio, and it's just, like, darkness, like, no cars anywhere, nothing's open, like, it's crazy. Yeah, we were in L.A. recording with Mainsail at uh, the end of July, and mm-hmm. it's almost like a ghost town. Other than all the the homeless, the tents are still up, but oh, yeah. the traffic is like <laughs> I've never seen L.A. look like this. It's just yeah. empty streets. We got from San Diego to Boyle Heights where we were recording. Uh, like 50 minutes. It's, oh, wow. Just no traffic. And then we were staying downtown by the Staples Center, just whipping around, no one in our way. 
I think I saw that picture from somewhere, something on the internet of like the, just like all the freeways just like deserted in LA. And it was just like, this is wild. Yeah. Hopefully it all ends soon. I've been saying that pretty much every episode of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And hopefully we find our way through it if it is just kind of a new normal. I'm sure a lot of things will be, but mm-hmm. um, just like any sort of, uh, crazy event where a bunch of people die like if it's a mass yeah. shooting at concerts then now now we all get checked on the way into concerts yeah it's true so maybe we're yeah. all may, look, I can't remember who I said it's it like, to maybe our temperature is going to get checked <laughs> before we're allowed no, that to make, go no, that see makes concerts sense. I, could see that, I could see that at least for like uh, for like a decent while I mean hmm. like I have some some other friends that play with this dude uh, that I also know, but his name's Tyler Childers. He's from Kentucky, but West Virginia has like claimed him or whatever, and he's doing really well in like the country world. And they were on tour uh, with Sturgill Simpson doing like an arena tour whenever all the stuff started going down, and it was just like one by one, like shows are canceled, canceled, canceled. Okay, we went home, and then um, the base, their bass player's wife plays fiddle on some stuff for me sometimes and so the last time she was in she was saying that they're talking it might be like next april or may before they're even like thinking about trying to tour again and i was like that's insane like they're probably pretty accurate yeah yeah if that hopefully that soon now it's like yeah i remember in march everyone was like it might not be until 2021 that we see live music again. And I was like, all right. And let's no, and every, not, everybody's like, oh, no way. No way. That's not let's true. Let's not get like, ahead of ourselves here. Let's figure this thing out. There's going to be, you know, some sort of vaccine or something. And now people are talking about 2022 being the year live music makes <laughs> a comeback. <laughs> but, see, and I don't know, man. Even with the vaccine thing, like, it weirds me out because, like, I don't want to be, like, in line to try like the first one that they come out with necessarily yeah. like you know what i mean like yeah what if it's like the flu shot what if it's like you know the flu shot is you you are given a little bit of the flu right yeah and like and i've you know like i've never since i've been in my adult life anyway like i've never gotten a flu shot and i typically don't get the flu so it's like why would i <laughs> why would i mess with it at this rate you know yeah but like, it's just weird though. Just strange to think about things like that. Of like, that's like that shows like where our like the whole world, I guess, is at in like a sort of way. Because even though everything and everybody's like so interconnected, like it's been you know five months now, and there's still no way for them to like mass roll out to everybody in the entire world like a vaccine that's gonna work and is safe. Like they're still like even if they have the vaccine already, they've still got to figure out the mechanics of like, does this only work if everybody takes it? Like, yeah. And then has to retake it or this or that or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's it's that's just, uh that's a, a good lot. question. I don't know, man. I'm not a scientist. I just uh <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are starting to get used to having no lives or having no um so- social life or whatever. Um mm-hmm. which I mean is is kinda nice, but um there's Eventually, it's gonna kind of hit a wall of like, we're not even we're not even human anymore in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, like I mean, there's good parts of it too, and it's amazing that we're able to have a conversation, not only have yeah. a conversation in real time and watch um, each other in our studios hanging yeah, yeah. out, but we're able to broadcast it to a bunch of people to listen to while they're folding their laundry. 
Like, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's things to take advantage of in the technology realm of things. But, like, I couldn't imagine, I mean... I guess I could imagine because uh, I because of the border closing, but I couldn't imagine being single right now. Yeah, and, yeah. and like not even not even knowing if you can go out and and meet a girl in a lot of these places, like California, yeah. especially. You, like in LA, you can't because bars are still closed and stuff out there, right? Yeah. So I think they reopened in West Virginia. I think they reopened like at the end of May. Sounds right, I think. But it's still. I mean, we're still at like. 50% capacity and you have to wear masks and blah, 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 blah. But, um, how do you drink out of a, a bottle? Well, so, no, so, okay. So, well, so like the, the rules are like when you enter or if you're like walking around, you have to wear a mask. If you're like seated at a table or whatever, you can like take your mask off. So okay. it really makes no sense. Yeah. But, so as soon as you get up to walk, to go use the bathroom, it's like, yeah, yeah. Put, you that have mask to put your mask on. back on. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the new thing that everybody, that staff gets to yell at people about is that they have to wear masks. Yeah. No, that's what I mean about being, like, reasonable and comfortable is, sure, it's, it's fine. It's fine for now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not one of the, I'm not one of the mask haters out there by any means. Right. But at some point, right. we're going to be like, wait, remember we didn't have to wear masks? And you see how me and everyone I know hasn't gotten this COVID thing for the two years that we've been doing this, like yeah, some things, some things have to go back to normal. Um, but it's hard to say right now. Everyone's also worried that like winter is mm -hmm. going to make things worse too. So I don't know. I hate talking I about it, <laughs> yeah, <I knew. laughs> but there's nothing else to talk about when like we, we can't, we can't even tour anymore. <laughs> Imagine this happened while we were in Europe like oh that'd be insane like just we, we get like stuck there hey that that actually might not have been too bad <laughs> stuck in germany and america's yeah. freaking out <laughs> we're just like we're learning german and loving it and <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer <laughs> i just i just opened a bratwurst shop <laughs> yeah yeah no we're we're doing fine we're changing things we're we're writing some german songs now yeah so have you done you haven't done any like like remote tracking like any of like the that kind of thing have you yet oh you mean like pro tools uh collaboration yeah well that or like there's or just like even like so i did like just the very little bits but on one of the records i was kind of like finishing up like the singer had like a setup at his house so i just like was on facetime with him and i was yeah. like okay yeah you you just track all the files and then just send them to me and then i'll like deal with it and it was cool it was interesting and then i have a friend i'll have to send you the link to it i have a friend that's like beta testing this Thing. there's still like a little bit of latency to it but it's pretty close but it's like where you can like join in and like like i could be like mixing a song here and you get like the like lossless like same quality file like sound like pretty much instantly and we can like talk back and forth and like you can share screen and stuff like that like, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty cool of like the remote tracking thing but like kind of what he said about you know, finding a way to like jam, like with like no latency, like in real time or whatever mm -hmm. is like, it kind of is going to be somebody that has to like know how to write an algorithm to, you know, cause your internet speed's different than my internet speed yep. and somewhere there's gotta be something that can like meet it all in the middle to deliver it to everybody in somewhat real time. And I think we're close. I mean, I think, no, I think it'll happen sooner than later. I think that that'll come out and that whatever product that is will like change like 
all of everything. It's like, cool, now we can have band practice at our houses. Oh, <laughs> man, that's crazy. But, yeah, like, uh, the episode of uh, Passing Through Frequencies with Jim Atkins mm-hmm. with <laughs> bringing it back there is uh, yeah, yeah. the first one with Mark Hoppus. He was saying that they were recording, I think, with John Feldman. Oh, um, yeah, using the creative thing. Using, yeah, he called it Pro Tools Collaborative or something. Or maybe that's Pro what Tools it is. Collaborate. And yeah. it, it, he explained it, and it sounded so cool. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely, like, I've been doing that sort of uh, FaceTime collaboration mm-hmm. with like teaching musicians parts. Um, oh, cool! And I've done it with um, music video edits. Um, my buddy Lee, shout out to Lee Zavitz. He's like a pretty popular YouTube um, camera photography videography guy. And uh, he was editing my last video for Space Mountain, and I had all these notes of the changes I wanted. Uh-huh. And uh, he was like, why don't we just hop on FaceTime, and I'll open the document and show you, and you can approve it on the spot while I was on tour. And I was yeah, like... Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. And, and you know, running, seeing him run into the problems of trying to, like, edit 8K footage... Um, and like it crashing and stuff like that it was like yeah it's actually kind of handy that we're able to do it this way um yeah but no i've 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 never actually been like oh oh, actually mainsail had to record uh a vocal track like that where i was like walking the drummer through pro tools um which they were only able to do because we did all of the new mainsail at 96 uh, um, 2496 and I, I'd have the Persona Studio Live which is fixed at 48 I don't know if you could change yeah. that but um, I don't know I was like even if you guys were here we wouldn't be able to record this backup that we have to re-record um, <laughs> in my studio because I don't have yeah, an interface yeah. that can run 96 so they just quickly banged out five playlists sent me the session and then I comped and tuned it and um yeah, the whole time I was just thinking like, how amazing is this? We're getting yeah, we're getting production done in different yeah. countries, literally over Facetime. Yeah, do you uh, do you notice any difference in '96? You know, I don't actually notice a difference. Um, I don't I, either. I don't notice a difference from forty-four-one to forty-eight. They see there is like a very small, but it's like negligible. Like it's more like the high end to me on 48, but like, um, but I've done, I did a couple like just things like messing around at 96 and, uh, other than every file was 30 megs instead of three. Like I didn't (laughs) notice any difference at all. Yeah. Um, and my computer hated it and I was like, yeah, this 48 works good for me. Yeah the producer that we were working with was saying that he's gotten in trouble for sending 48 instead of 96. Um, huh. and because like some of the distribution companies, um, I think he even said Spotify wants 96. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Cause Spotify, if anyone, well, is, well, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be after it's like a mastered thing. It wouldn't be 96 anymore anyway. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if they're, he made it sound like they were mastering at 96, which... Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, 
What's your? Have you got any like cool gear lately? I actually have been trying to not buy any more gear, mostly because of the fact I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> I yeah. have so much of the same. Um, I mean, I have I have a lot of different avenues of gear. Come to think of it, right? Yeah, you got all the lights and stuff. Yeah. Too, right? So I I don't like to go too deep in any one thing. I don't want to have, you know, a bunch of different microphones that I end up only using two. Um, mm-hmm. But I've collected a, a, a lot of things that, you know, are kind of out of date, too. But I'm like, whatever, mm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I just, uh, yeah, I, I just went through that kind of, it, kind of like the beginning part of, like, quarantine time. I was, like, updating some things. And, like, I was still, like, my interface was pretty old. So I yeah. got, like, a new one. And, um, but really, I just, I bought, like, the new Slave. I'm still using my Sapphire. But, like, I bought, like, the Claret instead of, like, the Octopri that ma- matched my sapphire oh, okay so, and that thing that claret's awesome that was like sounded like taking a blanket off of everything whenever wow. i started tracking through it wow. it was pretty crazy yeah that's pretty good <laughs> that new mic is awesome uh yeah these things are cool it's like the re20 and it's like the the standard like broadcast mic it's basically yeah. like it does the same thing as like an sm7 but okay. i think it sounds okay. a little i think it sounds a little better yeah um but yeah i mean it pretty much just like lives on my floor tom otherwise <laughs> nice yeah Sweet, man. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, cool. Thanks for doing it, man. It was good hanging yeah, out. Dude. All right. Another one down. Thank you so much to Greg for his time and efforts to be on this podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. And thank you all for checking this out. Um, I've been working really hard on these. So if you haven't already, subscribe, like this video. Follow it if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing this. Share it with a friend, leave a comment. All that stuff goes a really long way, especially this early in uh, my, my little podcast expedition here. That's all I'm asking is to just spread the word, leave a comment, and yeah, I'll see you guys next week.